Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. Check us out. GoPHNX.com. Become a diehard today. Pick up a free hat and or shirt every single year. You rep the diehard. I rep this man. Bo Brock. I'm Johnny Venerable. Bo, you know shit's hit the fan here in late November when we have to debate whether or not Kyler Murray is a top 10 quarterback yet. Here we are. This shit is hit the fan? I mean, I think that that's a good sign, right? When people who debate... The NFL can already insert Kyler Murray, even after his last two performances, in the top 10 currently. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of, uh, this is a polarizing list. I mean, this is a list that doesn't include one Tua. It doesn't include Joe Burrow. There's some big names that aren't in the top 10, but Kyler Murray's right there at 10, just three games into his 2023 campaign. Uh, it's via the ringer.com. They put it out there, Benjamin Solak and crew. Uh, very, uh, I think, well-versed as far as the NFL goes. The Shield, uh, his, his cronies over there, they they know some ball. They got Patrick Mahomes, of course, at one. Lamar Jackson, who's having a, a rock-solid season at two. Johnny's boy, Dak Prescott, at three. Justin you. Herbert, pretty wildly, at four. Josh Allen, the interception machine, at five. Jalen Hurts, uh the leader of, of the top team in the NFL with just one loss, right? Don't the, just the, the Eagles just have one loss? Jalen Hurts is at six. C.J. Stroud already taking off like a rocket ship down there in Houston at seven. Trevor Lawrence in the under-the-radar Jags at eight. Matthew Stafford, who just hung four, not one, not two, not three, but four tutties on the Cardinals this past Sunday at nine. And then our homeboy, K1, Kyler Murray, checking in at 10. How you feeling, Johnny? I mean, yeah, that's fine. I, I listen. You got Jesus in the chat, my guy, saying Johnny is the K Kyler lover number one. No, I I love Kyler Murray for this franchise because I'm 35 years old and I've seen a lot of garbage my life with this franchise at the quarterback position. Outside of two stints from some older grizzled vets and Kurt Warner and Carson Palmer, it's been a whole lot of meh. So excuse me if I'm not ready to jump off the one homegrown franchise quarterback this franchise has ever had for a quarterback in the ACC that can't complete over 50% of his throws against Virginia and Drake May. Like I'm not, uh, listen, we never have a conversation. Is Kyler Murray a top 10 quarterback or is Kyler Murray should be the franchise quarterback for the Cardinals? Both things can be discussed. I I happen to think one is true right now and one is not true. I don't think Kyler Murray's a top 10 quarterback right now today. I don't think he's playing like that. This would be ridiculous if I said that based on the conversations that we had post-game show, the press conference. Now, there's a lot of factors that go into that. So supporting cast is not very good. He's got a first-year offensive coordinator who's, I don't think, having a great stretch of the last six to eight weeks. Do I think Kyler Murray can get back? Hell yeah, he can. Absolutely. Like, go get a Marvin Harrison Jr. 
get a change of pace back, an heir apparent to James Conner, have a full off season of work with Drew Petzing, where he's not, I don't know, rehabbing from a torn ACL. Like he'll be in the mix for this group again. I I think it's awesome that Benjamin is showing confidence and that as a Cardinal fan should give you confidence that regardless of how this season ends up, like I saw something in our local media and I'm not going to drop names over this week, basically saying like, well, they're just going to wait until after the Steelers game to make an assessment into the buy. I'm like, Mm. that's what you're waiting on. Like, good luck. You've already made up your mind because it could be dicey (laughs) this weekend as Kyler Murray and the, Cardinal offense attempts to run like the army formation, you know, triple back option because they have no healthy wide receivers, but that's besides the point. Like, yeah, they got that fired up. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's like my high school offense. It's just like, we got three backs in the backfield and we're doing triple option, read option, right. RPOs. At the end of the day, it's like, is Kyler Murray healthy? Is he confident that this is all mechanical and learning curve that they can work through? If that's, if that's yes, if you're saying yes to that, and you feel like you've got competent people around him, then he can be a top 10 quarterback again, in my opinion. I'll tell you this, Johnny Venerable. That makes too much sense what you laid out there, saying, I believe in Kyler Murray, but do I believe at this moment in time, on November 29th, 2023, the year of our football lord, that Kyler Murray is a top 10 quarterback right now, especially as he's just getting his feet wet in a brand new system, and he's coming off an ACL tear, I don't think that that's it. I think it's a bit far-fetched. I do. I think that there's some quarterbacks, including two that that are playing at a higher level right now. Yeah. And are more, you know, uh, already um, ingrained in their offense. They, they know all the concepts. They know all the reads. They make the throws right now. And Kyler Murray, you know, I think that he's, he's catching up to say, but what's encouraging about this is people saw already in his debut against the Atlanta Falcons, and they saw against the Houston Texans, at least in between the 20s, because they weren't too solid in the, in the red zone. They just weren't great in the red zone really at all. Um, that they see a quarterback that's top 10 caliber, that projects once he gets uh, more comfortable in Drew Petzing's system, that he can get back right there, scratching the surface, knocking the door, being a top 10 quarterback, and then hopefully by this time next year is firmly in the top 10 and pushing, you know, I think to be a top five guy. Yeah, absolutely. Like their blueprint should be a hodgepodge of what the Detroit Lions did with Jared Goff and the Rams with Matthew Stafford. Like if this is Kyler Murray's second act, after this year, he's going to be, he's 26, he's going to be 27. And you're like, let's get another half decade plus of high end play from Kyler Murray. I, I just, right now, does anybody think that this is a finished product? And if you do, I feel sorry for you. If you watch this team for the last 18 months, they're unwatchable. They, I think they have, if, if this isn't the least talented roster in the NFL, it's bottom tier. Absolutely. And you've got first year coaches, coordinators, it's coming off a torn ACL first major injury of his career and everybody's like oh you're making excuses for him i'm the one who made a video and said like he's got to win games or it's gonna it's gonna be uncomfortable because they're gonna be a drake man caleb williams pro day and i still believe that but my opinion and you're asking me my opinion today is you should stick with him because everybody can see right now this is not you know i think a lot of people thought Coming into the last year, Zach Wilson had talent on the Jets offense. Garrett <laughs> Wilson, they they had some pieces, right? Yeah. And then he vomited all over himself. And so, like, oh my God, we got to get Aaron Rodgers. And they got it, and they got Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's the same thing for San Francisco's personnel was great. It was elite. This is probably a better comp. 
Trey Lance is a bust. He can't fucking play. Mm-hmm. So they said, we got to get Jimmy Garoppolo back here. We got to pivot to Brock Purdy. Does anybody, the opposite is happening with the Cardinals. The Cardinals personnel, at, let's be real. Like it's average at best at a lot of spots that are supposed to complement Kyler Murray. You think Kyler Murray would be cooking with gas if you went all through the offseason and had Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey? Of course he would. But that doesn't make Brock Purdy a better quarterback than Kyler Murray. So I, I get again, it's just like let's just let's take it a five thousand foot view. The NFC is terrible. The quarterback play after the first couple guys drops off dramatically. You've got Kirk Cousins, guys like that who have been stalwarts in this conference going through major transitions. It's going to look dramatically different. Wouldn't you like to go into the 24 season with a known commodity, elevate him, and win right away? Because I think that's what you'd be getting. You push the right buttons this last season, but we've talked about it for six yeah. months. You will be in a position to win in 2024. It's unbelievable. I like. I, I have to have my vision check because I, when I look across and I, I see my co-host here on screen making so much damn sense, it's my vision blurred. I'm I mean, very smart. You're just I'm a, a smart person. <laughs> you, you are you are a smart, knowledgeable person as far as football goes, and uh, of course, those who throw the forward pass as Kyler Murray does. Um, I absolutely, I, I completely agree with you. And I think that Jody Ayler, I think made some good points on Monday morning Love Jody. when he was talking about it. Yeah. He's our guy. And you know, he's saying, what do we know about Kyler Murray? We know that he at least possesses the ability to go out there and have some really good performances. Does he do it inconsistently? Sure. I don't, I don't think anybody can ar- argue that, especially over the last, uh, season in three games. Right. Uh, but at the same time, you know, at least that he's he's a bit of a proven commodity. I think that there's it's still there's untapped potential in there, and people are wondering will it ever get there? And then they like to also put how much salary he's going to get the next season going forward through 2028, the 230 and a half million dollars extension. But you at least know that, right? And and know what the floor is at, at for for consistently what the floor is and then where the ceiling can go where I don't think you necessarily know that anymore about Drake may and about Caleb Williams. They both had bad season. They, they both pretty much went out with a whimper in the 2023 college football season. Drake may, I mean, he lost to Virginia. He lost to Clemson. Um, the only game that he had that was solid, that was mixed in in the final five was against Campbell. I didn't even know they had a football program. I honestly didn't. I really didn't. I don't even know what their mascot is. I think it's the, yeah, Campbell, it's the Campbell. Campbell soup can. It's a big tomato <laughs> soup can walking around saying, hey, Drake May, pad your stats today for draft season. <laughs> it's one of those iconic commercials with his mother just force feeding him four touchdowns in that performance. And he had he had twenty four on the season. So you take Let's away Campbell. That's up, Drake. Twenty touchdowns in the ACC, and you're going to say, fix- "Well, he could be the next Josh Allen." Josh Allen, I'll maintain, is the exception to the rule. And we're also seeing with me, you know, without, without consistent messaging, that Josh Allen can be a little poo poo, and like that it, it it takes you know it, it's it takes a, a really rock solid coaching effort to to get a player even with that type of skill set that Drake May has we've seen the film there's some a lot of impressive throws he, he can make all the throws but can he do it consistently enough that I, are are, are going to put you in keep you in games and win football games i got a text message today from somebody i trust that makes a lot of sense if you just put it up on a pedestal and say will marvin harrison junior get you fired Probably not taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Passing on Marvin Harrison Jr. for a, a quarterback that could potentially bust will get you fired. 
hundred percent. Like, which, and again, then there was a subtext to that saying that I still believe if that's the decision today, they'll vet every option. They will take Marvin Harrison Jr. over Drake May. Now it might be 60-40, and Kyler Murray could do that, that over the next five weeks. But I, I think their preference still, I believe this, people I trust, their preference is to take Marvin Harrison Jr. over Drake May at this point right now in late November. I think Caleb, the, I, I think the only thing that's, that tips the scales in favor of Drake May is if Kyler Murray doesn't finish the season due to uh, another injury. Of some sort. And, and not, not even like a, a, a massive injury, but would show in the third consecutive season that he, he can't stay healthy. If beyond. he can't play against the Bears and the Seahawks, let's just say those last two games of the season, those are and that those are the two favorable matchups that they have remaining on the schedule. If he if they have to start Clayton Tune in those games, we're sounding the alarm on this podcast, and we can't like I can't def- defend that. Right? You can't defend that. Yeah, it's it's too tough because there there is a there's too too much as far as the last three seasons, even 2021, where he was playing at such a high level, and you can kind of point to when he suffered the ankle injury against the Packers on Thursday Night Football in that final drive, or A.J. Green, we're still waiting for him to turn around. If if he does, he sustains that injury, he's out the next three weeks, it's not the same. Last year, dealt with the hamstring. Uh, it, it was just lingering for, for the remainder and then turned into the ACL tear. If he comes up with another hammy, ankle, calf, whatever it may be, anything takes him out of the lineup post his ACL tear, you know, that's nagging. I, I just, I think that that's, that's a huge, huge red flag. But outside of that, like, I think that the incumbent is going to be tough to unseat here. It another really is. That was made to me that further strengthens Kyler Murray's grip on this. I think this regime believes if they can't make it work with Kyler, number one, and this is Britton Golden, our guy on our uh, pre and post game show, does a fabulous job articulating this. Drake May, without Marvin Harrison Jr., what's that going to look like next year? It could look rough. Like, it could look really rough. We're just, nobody's C.J. Stroud. That's an anomaly, right? Anthony Richardson made it about a month. He's gone. And Bryce Young looks like a mega bust, and they have to retool everything that they do. Like, that could conceivably be Drake May, and I love Jonathan Gannon, with a defensive head coach. However... You build up this roster. Let's just talk hypothetical. You continue to build up this roster with elite blue chip prospects like Marvin Harrison Jr. And you hit on guys one after another after another. What have the franchises that Austin Ford and Gannon have been associated with? How did they get their quarterbacks? I don't know. Austin Ford, they traded for Ryan Tannehill and mm-hmm. made the playoffs consistently. Uh, Jonathan Gannon, well, he was with Kirk Cousins. And then he was with Phillip Rivers. Those teams made the playoffs. Those teams didn't draft that quarterback. And then his last stop, the Eagles got Jalen Hurts in the second round. And they all went to places where the infrastructure was there that a a mid-round quarterback could come in or a free agent and win them games. That's not their preference. Their preference is Kyler Murray rookie wage scale. But all of those specific instances had the same common denominator. The roster was retooled and ready to go. It had a big boy head coach, Derrick Henry in Tennessee, the infrastructure of Philadelphia with a ton of weapons, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, that you could allow a second-round pick in Jalen Hurts to come in, slide in, and have support. And look, he's been allowed to grow on the fly. There are expectations of being the second overall pick. Dak Prescott, fourth-round pick. They've, They've flushed him with assets this year. As a rookie, he had Zeke Elliott, offensive line, Hall of Famers. 
maybe that's the new way. Like, I think the outlier way could be you're going to hit on a Stroud. I'm going to tell you right now, that draft class in 2021, blue chips everywhere, minus the quarterback. Four out of the five busted in that draft, costing people their jobs. I think if you're Austin Ford and you're Jonathan Gannon, you're just like, well, we know Kyler Murray can get us here at minimum. We can win games and not be an embarrassment, and then we can add talent because we know Harrison Jr. or Joel or somebody are near can't miss. And then if you turn around, you take a Drake May, a.k.a. Mitch Trubisky level of quarterback, you get fired. You get exposed. You could be fired by yeah. Thanksgiving next year. That's the kind of repercussions that that could happen. If you stay with the status quo, if you stay with Kyler Murray, you, say, you even say, like, I didn't negotiate that deal. We're trying to make the most of this, Michael. We're trying to make this happen. We're trying to build around them. We've got $80 million in in cap space, potentially, in this offseason. We've got a ton of draft capital. Uh, We don't have to find it in the chat, but I saw Girth Jr. saying, if if Kyler Murray uh, goes to Pittsburgh and stinks it up, um, you know, basically saying, reiterating what you said you heard in local media saying that people are going to make their determination on Kyler yeah. Murray. That, that to me, that that's a, that's an absurd take, not so much Gert Jr.'s take, but mostly like that people are going to, that one more week against one of the top defenses in the league, the top defense as far Maybe as takeaways go. Environment. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's to, that's, that's what you're going to, you're like, now I can make my decision after he goes in when you got Hollywood Brown who's not practicing today. Michael Wilson. Yeah. I mean, what are the chances Michael Wilson plays, you know, one week before the bye while he's dealing with a shoulder injury? Can we get Brian's comment on the screen? And yeah, again, what is we it? have people, st- we got people standing up for Drake May, and I appreciate that. I hope he does well. Cardinals, in my opinion, just shouldn't be in a position where they should be forced to take him. I like this a lot. Drake may or not get you fired quick. <laughs> I like that a lot. That made me laugh out loud, Brian. Brian, friend of the program. Like, uh, no one knows if Drake May is going to be good or not. Like you can say, well, we've watched a I lot got of a film. Pretty good he feeling. Like well. he he's going to be a, a good quarterback if if he's brought around, uh, brought along correctly. Like a lot has to go right into the develop and the maturation of these quarterbacks. Like instead of you know drafting Bryce Young one one and throwing him in there with with no receivers. Like I, so we we've talked about this a lot especially when we've been discussing Hollywood Brown, right? The debate, you know, do you, do you extend Hollywood Brown? Do you negotiate a contract with him for free agency this year? And I think what we've seen so far, it's just, you you can't do it, especially if he's going to command, you know, what's I guess projected for him to make, but you would have to still go out. Like you've got three, three wide receivers on their contract going into 2023. It's Rondell Moore, it's Zach Pascal, and it's it's Michael Wilson, who's now probably going to miss his fourth game of his rookie season with, you know, the knock on him was his inability to stay healthy. So can you consistently, you know, rely upon Michael Wilson? And then you look at this receiver class or this receiver free agent class, and oh you're going to have to break the bank to get anybody worth the shit. Like Michael Pittman Jr. I'd love bring Michael Pittman Jr. home. Bring him. His dad played some good downs for the Arizona Cardinals back in the day, but it's going to cost you twenty to twenty-five million dollars a season just to get on get into the negotiating room with like Pittman Indy's Jr. Going to resign him. They're not paying anybody any money. They're, they're, right. he's, he's not leaving Indianapolis. Right. And same thing goes for T. Higgins, and most likely the same thing for Calvin Ridley in Jacksonville. They gave up assets to bring Ridley in uh, a year early. 
Then, so if you if you get off of those guys who are the the bells of the free agent ball this upcoming off season, I don't know what that is, but you've got Mike Evans who's old, you've got Tyler Boyd who's going to be thirty, you've got Ass. Odell Beckham who's five eleven and Ass. old, and then you got like Darnell Mooney, Curtis Samuel, and Kendrick Bourne and Hollywood Brown. That's Marvin your option. Harrison Jr. comes to Arizona the minute that they hold up his jersey. With Roger Goodell, he's their number one receiver. Not just foe on the depth chart. He is their best receiver. With respect to Michael Wilson, Hollywood Brown, whomever, he'd be their best receiver on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, and they, you can't say that about anything else in this draft. Drake May, you can't. nobody can equivocally say he's better than Kyler Murray right now. I know there are people who think Caleb Williams might be, but you got people from the ringer saying Kyler Murray's a top 10 quarterback. You know, Joe Alt may not be better than Paris Johnson Jr. or DJ Humphreys day one. Marvin Harrison Jr., like suddenly, wide receiver is a big fucking need for this team. And that plays really well into their hand of, yeah, we can justify this. What you have to be able to contextualize and remove from your brain, and I know it's difficult, this team under Steve Kime took so many receivers and those picks and butchered them and botched them and flushed them down the toilet. And it's like we can't hold Monty Austin forward to like to those to to, to that narrative that well you screwed up the Andy right. Isabella pick and the Hakeem Butler pick and the Rondell Moore <laughs> pick and the Christian Kirk pick and you traded a second for DeAndre Hopkins and got right. one productive season like that's not Monty Austin Ford's fault and I see everybody when we asked Brian Baltimore this yesterday like you know line of scrimmage play defensive line offensive line like you don't think Monty Austin Ford knows that. He took a tackle with the sixth overall pick. He's got two ones this year. He's going to have a top 35 pick in the second round. If Marvin Harrison Jr. is available, you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. The only, only asterisk is if Caleb Williams is available. I like there is there is no doubt in my mind. It has to be Marvin Harrison Jr. I agree. I agree. I mean, because look, Marvin, what what Monty Osford has shown already is the ability to find talent beyond premium picks. Like right. this draft class is proof of that, and he's gonna as you to your point, he's got an extra first that he can either navigate his way up the draft or trade back for more assets. But you get Marvin Harrison Jr. and you got ten more picks to deal with at least at at the very least right now. Even even though you know you lose the fourth with the Zach Allen compensatory pick. Uh, going away because Yelda Frodeholtz had a, a, a solid season at the center position and, and played the snaps and hit in some locked in some incentives and all that stuff. So, yeah. you know, I think that this is that I I don't disagree with it. Like I I know like people will call you know the old like Matt Millen. It seemed like he was drafting a wide receiver different in the top different it, time. It was different, different time. time. It was it was a it was a poor strategy. He finally got it right with Calvin Johnson, but like this is your your opportunity. I I think that. That is pretty rock solid logic to say Marvin Harrison Jr., the odds that he gets you fired are pretty, pretty minuscule compared to if you pivot to another quarterback, because then you're hitching your wagon to that quarterback. And we've seen just how inexact that is, even when you think, feel like these guys are surefire prospects. I see Girth in the chat saying Bears could take Marvin Harrison Jr. I, you know, I don't dis, discredit Justin that. Fields, his team was gifted four picks from Joshua Dobbs. They got four field goals as offense with Justin Fields I think as their quarterback. I think their franchise is so dysfunctional and unpredictable. Maybe that could happen, Girth. Is that the right decision? No. I, I think, listen, it's going to be difficult for them 
if Caleb Williams says no to them to consider Drake May because of what happened with Trubisky. Because, like, I think the you know, Bear fans, we love them, CHGO sports, like, they're naive. They think they're going to get Marvin and Caleb, and it's just going to be a bounty of riches come draft weekend. No, they're going to get a quarterback. We, we assume they're going to draft a quarterback because Ryan Poles could potentially be fired. Eberflus could be fired, should be fired. Like, the, these people, you're going to give Justin Fields to a third head coach. Like, Eberflus is Fields second. So you're going to do, do, do that again? Over Caleb Williams? No. If Caleb Williams will go to Chicago, he will be a Chicago Bear. And the Cardinals will benefit from that. Here's what I don't want to have happen. Well, especially with polls, right? Like, to your point about Drake May with Monty Ossifort, potentially, or any GM yeah. that, that's going to pivot from one quarterback to another and hitch their wagon to him. And, of course, how volatile the quarterback position is, especially drafting that high. If, if polls doesn't pivot off of... Uh, Justin Fields and Caleb Williams, who's fully capable of coming out of the gates and performing better than Justin Fields, like that's an immediate indictment on Ryan Poles, who's already on skin thin ice. Doesn't help the Bears. I'm sorry. No. Like it, it maybe flips the script from like four wins to six wins, but you're still getting fired. I mean, it doesn't. They have to go big. They like the Cardinals have a quarterback that's taken them to the playoffs. They have a quarterback that has set franchise records. He got hurt, and he had a bad infrastructure. Here's what I don't want to see happen, though, because I've seen a lot of this already. And like, I'm not going to discount people if this is what they want to do. And if Marvin's not available, I'm open to it. If Marvin Harrison Jr. is available, you cannot trade back from this pick. Have you seen anybody looked at the? I, they have a ton of picks. They can trade down, as Bo mentioned, from pick 17 or pick 35 or whatever they want to do. This team is so starved for, for, for star players, for blue yes. chip players. Like, sure, they could use another crop of Garrett Williams and Michael Wilsons and those kind of players. And, and those guys hopefully get second contracts and make a couple pro, pro bowlers. But I just thought it was so poetic. We're going to talk about Dane Brugler's mock. I didn't even realize this. It's been 20 years since the Cardinals obviously drafted Larry Fitzgerald in, in, in 2014 or 2004. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. No, I've been 20 years. Like, it's so poetic. Just take mm -hmm. Marvin Harrison Jr. How that changed the stars of your franchise. And I saw somebody in the chat saying, you know, how many titles did Larry Fitzgerald win you? And I, like, I get that. Larry but Fitzgerald like, left the field leading in a Super Bowl <laughs> because of him, because of what he did throughout that postseason, the greatest postseason ever by a wide receiver. I, I, I don't, I don't think Austin Ford having traded, traded down last year, will do that again. If Marvin Harrison Jr. is available. I, I honestly think if the Cardinals are picking two or three, if, depending on what's going on with the Patriots, like, we're going to be able to sit on our post-game show week 17 or week 18 after whatever happens against Seattle, and you start printing up the Marvin Harrison Jr. jerseys. <laughs> I, I, we're, we're, I think we're heading to that trajectory. Now, if they win a couple games, good for them, good for Kyler. I'm happy that that's happened. We'll pivot to a tackle or a pass rusher or whatever. But right now, it feels like it, as long as they don't get the first overall pick, what I've been hearing is it's – it's got a probably an 80% chance, I think. 75, 80% chance it'll be Marvin Harrison Jr. But to your point, Bo, Kyler's got to finish the season. Damn, you got you need it. For, I mean, they are in dire need of that star power. Yeah. It, it would be a massive hit. Like if if you're within striking distance and something drastic happens and he's ripped from your grasp. If you can't, if if you're in prime spot to get Marvin Harrison Jr. and you A don't take it or be like somebody jumps ahead and does something unprecedented and gets ahead of these, these in a prime spot for a quarterback, but takes Marvin Harrison jr. And, and rips our hearts out of our chests. That would be, that, that'd be brutal. But if you have the opportunity, like to like, 
you got part of this game is, is selling jerseys and, and they don't have anybody outside of Kyler Murray and Buda Baker under contract that you're going to, you know, just sports or the team shop and saying, I, I want that. I want that Here's, guy's Jersey. Last point on this for me, everybody thinks I hate Drake may. If this team's picking third, I'm going to be the biggest Drake may fan on the planet earth. So we can wave the pom-poms when he goes to the second overall pick and they can take Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't want Drake May slander this offseason if the Cardinals are picking third because we need whomever picks second to take Drake May. Let's take a look at these super chats. Everybody's crushing yeah. it right now in the chat. Let's start with the the top here. Producer Damon Dog, if you would. Dirtbag boy, friend of the program, didn't sleep after the Monday night football game because what the Bears what if the Bears keep fields and take Marvin Harrison Jr. one? Then what do we do? Trade down. And we, we kind of covered that a little bit. Um, I mean, just look at the performance by Fields. They won in spite of Justin Fields. He fumbled twice in the fourth quarter when they at that point had the lead and then gave Joshua Dobbs an umpteenth chance to just throw it up and say, hey, TJ Hawkinson is down there somewhere. He makes the touchdown pass and they go up at that point. And then Fields is able to find a wide open DJ Moore. That's more, in my opinion, on the Vikings defense and Brian Flores than it is Justin Fields is finally coming alive he still didn't throw for any touchdown passes they didn't score a touchdown as an offense and they won that football game uh so here's the bear schedule hosting detroit anybody think detroit's gonna lay two clunkers in a row uh no they gotta go to cleveland and again like we'll, we'll see does justin fields going into cleveland beating that defense then they host the cardinals which is that's pretty gonna be a game. bad game that's gonna be a bad game to watch the cleveland game in cleveland that quarterback matchup, like what we just saw with Fields, that the defense, like Miles Garrett and what they offer, that's going to be another. You'd be lucky. First to 10 might win that football game. Falcons at Bears and then Bears at Packers. I think the Bears probably win two, max three. I don't think they win three. So they, they're going to be 6-11 and 11 and not take Caleb Williams first overall? Of course not. Of course they're going to take Caleb Williams first. If if they'll have him. And for the people asking, Dirtbike Boy, if Marvin Harrison Jr. goes first overall over two quarterbacks and the Cardinals love Kyler Murray, they will trade the pick. Like, I still think you take Caleb at that point, but then then you can get three firsts. And I don't and think Justin Fields is uh, – I don't think he's – he hasn't bought him out to like Trey Lance territory where you're going to get like a, would he go for a fourth or a fifth? Yeah. I, I think he, you could still Maybe get two pick. Yeah. You could probably get decent value in return for somebody that you're pivoting off. Maybe Josh Rosen type return territory, like end of the second um, or early third. Let's continue with these super chats. Uh, you guys continue to kill it. We've got our guy, Greg jumping in. Thank you for the $2 super chat. Uh, need two to get need two to get double A chips for every Cardinal Annie we hit. I don't know. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> Maybe we're not hip enough to know what that means. Uh, but we appreciate Greg. Greg put in. some context in the chat, yeah. and we'll read it even if it's not. I got picking spreads. Uh, a resident draft aficionado jumping on here, uh, saying I have K one at ten behind in no order. Uh, see. Pat Holmes, of course. You've got Joe Burrow. You got Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, CJ Stroud. Uh, you got Jalen Hurts, Trevor Dak. Uh, if I'm ranking a healthy Rodgers, then I had him at 11. No, okay. Rodgers is done. Goodbye, Aaron. Okay, <laughs> maybe one more year. I 
Kyler's unequivocally a top 15 quarterback with a, a bad roster. And we've seen him. He's a top five to seven quarterback when the roster's good. Make the roster good. Win games. Like I saw somebody in the chat earlier saying it's not just about getting to the playoffs. It's about winning a Super Bowl. I understand that 100%. You want to win championships. This franchise has never won a Super Bowl. This franchise goes to the playoffs about once every 10 years, too. So let, I don't want to poo-poo playoff appearances here. Like, that that's a big deal. Like, it, I wish the expectation levels were that of a Philadelphia, where that's just it's a mandate. You check that box every year. Mm -hmm. That's not where this franchise is. So I don't think we should be pointing fingers at, well, Kyra can just take us to the playoffs. Drake May could get everybody fired. We don't know that. Caleb Williams could be a big time crybaby diva. He could get everybody fired. We don't know that. Like it, I, I'm at the point now. What's a sure thing? Well, Marvin Harrison Jr. feels like a sure thing, and Kyler Murray at least being competent that also feels like a sure thing. Yeah. I'm ready to to roll the dice on that after what I've been exposed to this year. The, I, I got a question. I got a question. I want to holster for you here as okay. we get through some more of these these super chats, but. As far as Kyler Murray's future goes, topic 64, friend of the program, 49.99, super chat about Michael Wilson. I like 14, but he's missed 80, 90% of his Stanford career. Absolutely played, I think, like in 12 games over his last three seasons. It's looking like he's going to miss a lot of time with us. And that's to my point as far as setting up Kyler Murray with consistent receivers beyond 2023 or whoever the quarterback is. You've got three, three wide receivers under contract, and Wilson is one of them. So you've got to rebuild that wide receiver core, no doubt about it. Pick and spreads, chiming back in, 499 Super Chat. Thank you, pick and spreads. Uh, I rarely say, quote, this guy is going to be a Hall of Famer type prospect. I've said it five times. I said it with Garrett. I said it with Pitts, Sewell, Jalen Car Carter, and uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, yeah, I. how is he going to bust? If he, if he busts, it's going to be because of injury. And like we're not rooting for that. His dad's in the Hall of Fame. It's 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 in his DNA, and he was the best player in college football two years in a row. And if they have a, an opportunity, and he's a position, a premium position now that's suddenly a position I need. Uh, topic sixty four twenty dollars super chat. Thank you so much, Topic sixty four, for supporting the program in that way. I look at Kansas City's depth chart. They have nine receivers. Five of the nine receivers are six two and taller. Our depth chart: we have six receivers. Two are six foot plus. Everybody else for us is like 5'10 and mm -hmm. smaller. Nobody that's been acquired from this new regime has been small. And I think that's what we got to read into. It's like, what? I, we got a lot of stuff that's on this roster that's not going to be here in May or yeah. June. There's, there's the Jalen Thompsons of the world, and then there's the Buddhas, and what I think the Kylers and the Trey McBrides. Those are the outliers. We talked about it yesterday. Like, how much of this roster is going to remain? They're trying their damnness to make it work with Rondell Moore and Hollywood Brown. They, I mean, you just, I'm looking at this team. First of all, it's, it's a modern miracle. They pushed around Dallas and beat the Dallas Cowboys. They're, they're running over everybody. We have a severe, and I'm not breaking news here, personnel problem. I don't have a problem though with our friends at BetMGM. It's the $15 first bet offer. Super easy using that bonus code PHNX. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on your iOS or Android device Visit BetMGM.com, sign up, deposit at least 10 bones into your BetMGM Sportsbook account, place your first wager, and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if it loses. How about $1,500? I'm in for that. If your bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager has settled. So settle down, wait for that <laughs> wager to settle. You'll get your funds via BetMGM. Sign up now, bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy Shane Diefenbach 
Talk about it in the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. I was giving my flowers the other day uh, for my wife and my two and a half year old son uh, because of my ability to make elite level grilled cheeses. And when they found out that I was using hero bread, Mm. which has one net carb, zero grams of sugar in just 60 calories with 12 grams of protein. They found out that was the bread I was using. I tossed the old, you know, bigger name brand stuff that has all the sugar and stuff in it. And I, went in favor of hero bread oh. i was even i was i believe they wanted to get me a uh, a crown to just king me right there just say you, you were the king of this castle even more so How about their before. hero were you their hero i was their hero i was right uh, i've got uh, my own signal when they want grilled cheeses they just fire that thing up and they say it's time to go dad hero bread you can shop it at hero.co that's h-e-r-o.co or you can just go to amazon that's how i got it i went to amazon.com i just checked in with hero bread typed in the search and it doesn't stop just at the bread right not just the seeded bread you got the classic white bread you've got the tortillas from hero bread don't miss out on any of the great selection of breads tortillas whatever they got going you can find it at hero.co they got a new low carb option that would fit your lifestyle dietary constraints the founder cold glass baked 100 muffins per day and he found the perfect recipe and blend to fit allergy constraints. Anything he pushed to start Hero Bread, he did it, made it possible. You don't have to say gluten-free or anything. It's going to match whatever diet you're on. You got keto described. It's, you, don't, you don't have that going on with Hero Bread. You got Hero Bread. It's, uh, it's so important to, of course, take out all that unnecessary stuff in your bread and get in with what they got going on over there. We love it. Hero Bread, Hero.co. Uh, you guys are all of our heroes. So we, we love hero bread. We also love a good mock draft and you know, we will do a mock draft later on the show and we encourage everybody to participate during mock draft season. But when certain people put out mock drafts, it puts out the bat signal like, okay, we should perk up and, and listen to what these, these folks are saying. They have ins in the NFL. They have ins with position coaches at the collegiate level, head coaches. Like what's, what are the, the people within the know on the college scene saying about certain players. And so I perked up this morning. Dane Brugler, who is of the athletic, puts out mm-hmm. a couple mock drafts every year, only puts out a couple. He puts out a huge guide in the spring. He is the draft savant to a lot of people, the new age Mel Kuyper Jr. And I, he put out a mock draft today. It wasn't perfect, but man, I, if I could sign up for it right now, I, I would. And so very much a precursor, Bo, to our first discussion today. This was Dane Brugler's Mock Draft 1.0. Here are the two picks for the Arizona Cardinals. Second overall, ever heard of him? Marvin Harrison Jr., pick 17. Jared Verse, star edge rusher from the unbeaten Florida State Seminoles. We'll be able to see him potentially in the uh, college football playoff. I, the Cardinals need both edge rusher and wide receiver help. These are two of the better players in the draft. Harrison's the best overall player. And it should be noting, Brugler talked about Kyler Murray and basically said, why would you eat that contract, dead money, 
just try to make it work. Now, he's not the biggest Kyler Murray fan in the world, but he came from it a neutral party position, basically saying like, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a better prospect than than Drake May. And that's what led him to to do this. Yeah, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. gives you every ability to maximize Kyler Murray's skill set, right? Yeah. And that's been something that they've been talking about even with the, the the current roster. You get that, you bolster his wide receiver core immediately. You've got him and Rondell Moore immediately looks better. He's in a better position to play the slot under contract next year. Michael Wilson stay at the Z position while Marvin Harrison Jr. is playing the X and he's probably running about a couple different routes on the route tree because he's so versatile. He's big, he's physical, he's got good speed, he's got great hands. He's everything you want. He's generational. And I don't think you get away from that. Uh, it, it's a perfect pick for the Cardinals to, to move forward with. And then verse... You know, as much as we've been encouraged by these kind of unknown names, certainly not household names across the country here, like, you know, Zayvon Collins, he made a position switch and, you know, he's had a fine year for the Cardinals and, and racked up a handful of sacks. And we've seen Dennis Gardak, who's a fan favorite as well, who's approaching, you know, five sacks. And you've got, you know, Victor Dumakeji and, and BJ Ojolari, who's who's the main point, guy here in my points, like BJ Ojolari is, is, is the main piece you're moving forward with. Yeah. Ojolari likely is is luckily he's trending, you know, at the highest level right now as far as that pass rush group. You add another guy in Jared Verse to the rotation, and I think that then you're really going to be making some noise. And if if you look at the blueprint, which Jonathan Gannon was basically the architect for in Philadelphia, and what kind of personnel fit his scheme the most, it's a rotating door of of guys on the defensive front and in the pass rush room. That are going to be fresh, give different looks, have unique, different, diverse styles. And you get Jared Verse, an ACC ass kicker, opposite uh, BJ Ujolari, who's an SEC ass kicker. And I think you've got a, a pretty good making of, of a legit pass rush of the future. Just for some context, I'm trying to pull up the 2023 mock drafts from Dane. I know there are some instances he had the Cardinals taking Paris Johnson Jr. at some point. But in terms of this 2024 debut mock, he has Patriots going Drake May. That feels like, I mean, Patriots get a top three pick. They they need, desperately need a quarterback. Bears going Joe Alt. So I love that he's got Joe Alt as the uh, OT1, as do I. Then he's got Alou Fashanu from Penn uh, State going fifth to Washington. So, like, those are the top five players, I would say, in this draft. Like, we, we feel like two blue-chip quarterbacks, two blue-chip tackles, and a blue chip wide receiver. And then it's like, okay, pick pick what you want. Malik Napers might be the fastest riser in college football right now. LSU wide receiver. That's a mm -hmm. trade down option for the Arizona Cardinals. If for, for some reason it doesn't work out with Marvin. Jaden Daniels, ASU product once upon a time. Now potential Heisman ruiner out of LSU. Seventh to Tampa Bay. I mean, I if I'm a Bucs fan, listen, I know they need a quarterback in a, in a draft that's so rich with talent. To take a guy who's got, I mean, he'll have two years of really high on playing the SEC, but man, I watched him here at here at ASU. It, it was a tough watch certain certain Saturday nights. That's that would be a tough sell for me as a uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Not to not to poo-poo Jaden what he's done. I, I get it. I, I'm I'm with you. Like I, I I understand that he's he's certainly developed under better coaching in a, in a better situation than he was under Herm Edwards, where you know it was it was a, a run first offense and uh, they let him throw the football as, as much as, as he could and really show off his athleticism. 
Um, he's flourishing now in his, his second season with LSU and under Brian Kelly. Um, but I, I still don't see it. Like I see the gaudy numbers that he's put up this season and that's fantastic, but that he's, he, I get the sense that he's more college quarterback that's played at a very high level and not a legitimate pro prospect that if you're a team looking to pivot or build your franchise around, I would be very hesitant and very skeptical overall. Like I, I just, I'm not a big believer in Jaden Daniels, the NFL quarterback. Four wide receivers in the top 15 Cardinals pick, of course, pick 17 right now. Hopefully that changes. Jared verse goes 17 Kool-Aid McKinstry goes 18 to Denver. And then our boy Jerzon Newton, I think the first defensive tackle taken goes 20 to the Vikings. I, my opinion is I would take Newton who again had a banner day in his uh, Illini finale last week. And I would take Newton Oververse, but again, it's it's pick your pick your preference, pick your poison. It's a well, banner. It also friend. looks at you got to look at, and I don't know if they'll ever base it on need. And obviously, it's it's a deep defensive line draft. But like, it, I think what Jerzon Newton's doing in Illinois, he would immediately help out with where they're where they their the biggest weakness is in that defensive front. You get yeah. you get Jerzon Newton and you got some stills who can be a rotation player on that defensive line going forward. Uh, it helps out a lot. And if you had somebody in free agency, like you've got three of five guys in a rotation that you can rely upon. Yeah, he is the first defensive tackle off the board, which makes me think he's going to go hell of a lot higher than than pick 20. We're going to be talking about these mocks as the uh, offseason progresses. We're going to do a mock here in a little bit, but Bo, you had an opportunity to connect with the franchise quarterback, Kyler Murray, today. Hey, we got a game to preview ahead of Sunday's <laughs> matchup at Pittsburgh. I, I like what I heard from Kyler Murray at the facility today. I like how positive he was because, listen, we're all doom and gloom right now because it hasn't looked great, but, I mean, K1, he's in good spirits. Yeah, and I think that that's a product of uh, Jonathan Gannon's, uh, just his mindset, you know, staying positive, trusting the process, uh, realizing that, you know, the, the work that they're putting in, like the, the results sometimes don't, don't let those impact that. And, you know, I, I mentioned, I think on the post game show, or maybe even earlier this week that I was encouraged and surprised to just kind of see Kyler Murray's temper, not temper, but his temperament, like post game. Right. And he, cause he saw him in the post game locker room and he looked like he was, he, he was obviously down and, and hated, you know, how the the Cardinals got blown out, but he came up to the podium and he seemed like he wasn't, I don't want to say positive. They got the, he, he acknowledged that they got their ass beat and they, they needed to flush it and move on and also learn from where they fell short. And that continued today. And Kyler Murray was asked about uh, the new system. And I thought he was pretty forthcoming and, and realistic about where they were. Just think there's a you know feel aspect of it all, um, something you can't really put your finger on. But you know, just when you've done, you've been in a system for so long, and the guys have been in it, and we all kind of know what each other are thinking and stuff like that. And then you get into a new one, uh, we got to break old habits. We have to, you know, um, just we're, we're we're learning as the weeks go on, trying to execute at the highest level as we possibly can. Um, and I think that's part of being in a you know a new system. I haven't been in very many new systems, but you know being in this one, um, I, I don't think that we're you know we've reached our maximum level of you know what we're going to be eventually. So, well, you certainly hope not, right? But I you know it's it's <laughs> it's the right approach. Um, he, he certainly, and that that's key too. Like to to everybody, for somebody to say like, 
they're going to make their determination after four weeks of this. Kyler Murray's learning a brand new. He, he was in the same system since high school to in, through four years of his professional career. And obviously sandwiched in between there was, was college and he's in a brand new system under Drew Petzing and Jonathan Gannon. So to say, Oh, well, he's not getting it now. He'll never get it. It's pretty absurd. Uh, so like, yeah, he, he can't really pinpoint why they're not in, in complete rhythm right now, but it, it seems like they're on their way and they're putting in the work. And hopefully by the end of this season, they can answer some of those questions that people have regarding you know this offense and, and Kyler Murray operating it. Staying positive in tough times is what leaders do. And and that's that's what I took from those comments today and his demeanor with this team, as you said, as a testament to the what they've instilled with Gannon and he. He's being empowered, but he also has people looking to him. And a guy who's hanging their head and sulking and pouting. I'm not saying that's Kyle Murray, but just in general. Anybody been around management like that, it it relevates to it delegates to everybody else. Everybody else feels that weight. Whereas now Kyler Murray is in a position where, hey guys, this isn't perfect right now. We're working through it. I'm optimistic of where we're going. That young players, old players, people will come to respect Kyler Murray of like, yeah, man. Remember when we were in the the you know the dog days of last season and things were difficult and we had to go to Pittsburgh and we were down a couple key pieces. This is where I think he can continue to earn a ton of respect, hopefully locally and nationally. It's like th- this guy is not here to sulk or pout or ask people to feel sorry for him because it's not perfect. He's learning something new. It's not going to be pretty. The personnel is not great. And this guy's sitting up there taking the questions and being positive. Like, I don't know what more people want from him at this point outside of throwing, you know, a perfect passer rating. Right. Like, we've seen that. It can come from this guy. But again, the the learning curve of this offense, I think a lot of us probably overestimated. He didn't have an offseason. He's been practicing for seven weeks. To your point, he's been running the same offense, you know, his entire life of playing football for the most part outside of peewee football. Like, let's let's just take a minute and say, okay, can he be better? Yes. Can Petsing be better? Absolutely. Can offensive line do a better job? Can Hollywood Brown separate a little bit more? I, I just, this is, it's a process. It's a process with Kyler Murray in this offense that you don't just throw away you know, ridiculous circumstances of, well, this is it. If it's not good this week or next week or against the Bears, that's it for us. Come on. Like, we're just talking about Justin Fields. Justin Fields has got how many, you know, seasons of game film in the NFL and game game tape. He can't play in the NFL at a high level. Like, we know that now. We right. some guy we have we have enough evidence. He couldn't throw beyond he couldn't play. throw beyond the, the line of scrimmage for the bulk of right. that game. He got one throw down the field and it happened to be the biggest throw. And and you know, props to him for doing that. Uh, we, I love know he can be competent, average, right. but he can also right. be below average. Yeah. I, I love the uh, James Connor's response today. Um he was talking about the offense and you know, I, a lot of the discussion was about kind of his homecoming. He was born and raised in northwest Pennsylvania, went to Pitt, obviously uh, beat cancer there uh, during his college career and then was drafted by the Steelers and had a pretty rock solid start to his career as their lead back. Um, but then there was this discussion about the struggling offense, his lack of carries, keeping his mindset. You know, he, he's obviously just not going to be somebody who's vocal, uh, you know, 
voicing his displeasure because he's he's actually a true leader and, and not going to be you know a diva or any somebody anybody that's going to command the football even though he deserves it right like the Cardinals offense fell off once they got away from James Conner but I asked James Conner and said when he was talking about this offense if it was close and this was his answer close yeah but you know close really don't do much for you you know it has to get executed you know so um we haven't been doing that up, to, you know, like we should be doing up to this point. So, close or not, it needs to be done. So he doesn't care. Like you can say you're close. You can say, hey, you know, we're one week away from really breaking out. But it doesn't matter to him, and I don't think it matters to the people on the offensive side of the football. You know, uh, what only matters in close is what horseshoes and hand grenades. Like the the same goes for. Uh, you know, in, you know, effective offense in the NFL. It doesn't matter if you're close. You got to execute it. You've got to, you got to figure it out and produce results. Are they close? Like it didn't look like they were close last week. I think against Houston, like they were moving the ball between the twenties. Yeah. I, I do think like they took a step back last week, so it's time to reevaluate everything. I, I, I disagree with the reporter who maybe insinuated that they that they were close. I don't think they're close. I think that it's. <laughs> We, I, mean, I asked if he was close. If it was close. Oh, you said that. Oh, yeah, I definitely I disagree said, with the reporter. He was, he, no, he was talking about the offense. He, and I wanted on the heels of that, and I asked, "Do you feel like the offense is close?" How dare you? I thought you were on my side. I thought we were. No, a team. I don't like that. I don't like the phrasing. That Why do you hate? What do you mean? What? Can, do you think that they're close? I was asking James Conner, who would know better than I would know. Close. Because if you think that they're not close, what the fuck is James Conner going to say? <laughs> he's, he's just well, like, Sunday, oh, six Sunday they didn't look close on any in any phase. Right. Any phase of football. I mean, they gave up 37 points. The offense had way too many three and outs. But if you were yeah. to come off the Houston game, I think you could you could make the case sure. they're close. Which is why everybody thought that they were going to ball out last weekend. The first possession was like, this is great. The new offense, it's taking flight. You're dead Arizona Hannibal. We're LA to New York close. (laughs) I'll never forgive you for this. Here's, (laughs) I don't know if it's going to get dramatically better by the end of the year. I I just don't. Like, I think they'll have spurts and flashes like the Rondell Moore bomb and the first drive and James Conner will get his and Trey McBride. But at the end of the day, it's like, you can only scheme up so much. The Cardinals have deficiencies. They don't have an overpowering offensive line. They've got limited wide receivers, and they've got Kyler Murray off an ACL learning a brand new system. Like I, to me, it's like I we want the and somebody asked in the chat, like, do you feel like the Cardinals? We got to get another win. You were really down after the post game. I am down on this team right now because I thought it would be better than it is. But I've since come to the conclusion, like, I think maybe they'll win one more game. But, like, I know they had aspirations when Kyler came back of, like, 500 football or better. I think we have grossly, grossly underestimated how bad of a roster this has become as the season has gone on. Because the roster that beat the Dallas Cowboys was a fresh roster, was a roster that didn't know their deficiencies maybe. Sure, they had some rookies that hadn't grown into the role this roster, the lack of depth, and the lack of specialty bow of high-end talent, which is what you need. You need talent that's peaking November, December, January to win games. That's hard. That's really hard. So outside of a Kyler Murray like throwback hero game, I think it's going to be, hey, this was a good series. That was really ugly. What happened there? So I, I think we're going to be like probably waiting until next August, September, where it's like, there it is. Assuming Kyler Murray's here. I 
I want to be more optimistic. Does anybody think it's going to happen against the Eagles, Niners, and Steelers? <laughs> well, even the Bears are, I mean, they, I think they have like seven turnovers forced in the last uh, three yeah, games. Well I mean, since they got Montez Sweat, it's, he he's going to get always plays the Cardinals tough in Arizona. Yeah. I mean, it's a gauntlet. They had the second hardest strength to schedule once Kyler Murray returned. Like that can't be, that can't be disputed. Well, here's the, here's the question I, I teased earlier. I mean, Monty Osford's out at every practice. He's yeah. out there when we're out there, the media's can, can watch practice and, and that's more just kind of warming up. But then he stays out there. He watches every practice. His predecessor, you can't say the same. He, he very, very rarely was out there. Oh, that's a shock. Monty Osford is, is something that's looking at all the tape. He's going through it. He's just an absolute sicko when it comes to it. And that's who you want in that, in that position. Right. And then making the, like we've seen the video of him in the war room and, and we've liked what we've seen from the draft class so far. And we're encouraged by it. With all this being said, as far as the, he's watching Kyler Murray in practice every day, he's watched him. He's going to get to see him play out the rest of the season. If he does make the decision to move off in favor of a Drake May or a, you know a Caleb Caleb Williams is the easier decision, you tr- do do you trust that decision? Probably. I understand the rationale behind it, especially with Caleb. Like to your point earlier they weren't this this was not a player that was signed and extended and drafted by the current regime so i think you always have an internal out if that happens but i i mean i don't i don't think definitively carolina's picking first overall after the firing of frank wright look at their schedule i i mean i i think the conversation could change in the next five weeks and i don't want this to happen from Marvin Harrison, Drake May to Marvin Harrison, Caleb Williams. Look at look at Carolina's schedule. They're gonna, I think they're at least gonna win one more game. So then they would have the same record as the Cardinals. And if they win two, Cardinals would leapfrog them if they lost out. And we're five we, this five week period is gonna be so dicey. It's gonna be so touch and go. But here, here's the here's the one undisputable fact. Major upset would have to occur before the final two weeks of the regular season. Bears, Seahawks, winnable games on the surface for it to change the narrative around Kyler Murray. Nobody thinks Kyler Murray's beating the Steelers in Pittsburgh with this roster. Nobody thinks he's going into Philadelphia. Nobody thinks the Niners are going to get knocked off by the Cardinals in a couple of weeks. So I, I'm just asking everybody, prepare yourself for the noise because I think it's going to shift because I think Carolina is going to get a dub, whether it's Atlanta no, or no. Tampa. Oh, yeah. They're not taking an interim special teams coach and rallying around them. Also, after gutting uh, their entire coaching staff, they're just they lack that. That's one of the worst rosters in the NFL too. They won games with Steve Wilkes last year. Ugly. They went five hundred, I think, with Steve Wilkes. Ain't Steve Wilkes walking through that door? That's true. Uh, you could walk through the door with us at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, have a good time at Wild Horse Pass every single home game for the remainder of the year. With the Arizona Cardinals watch party, speaking of Gila River Resorts and Casinos, friends, they offer an authentic and immersive experience. I've been to Vegas casinos. No big deal. Whatever. I've seen plenty of sports books. Gila River Resorts and Casinos is first class. Their state-of-the-art gaming floor has it all with over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, live table games. How about this? $5 tables? I didn't think they existed anymore. Gila River Resorts, Casinos, a wild horse pass. You bet your ass they have one of those. The dining ranges from upscale to approachable. You just want to go hang out in your sweatpants? Go do that. You want to have a first five-star dinner? You can do that as well. Head to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Let them show you what's next level is all about. 
You do you. Whatever you want to do, do it with Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playatgila.com, Bo, for more details. Yeah, and also, why don't you uh, get one of the best stocking stuffers you could possibly get and tap into what our friends Arizona Lottery are giving out this holiday season. It's the Holiday Scratcher, starting at just a dollar. Just one buck is going to get you one of the best gifts, most fun gifts, that's for sure, that you can give this holiday season. Holiday Scratchers from Arizona Lottery make last-minute shopping easy, and they make the perfect gift. You can get them today. Just check that box, or you can get them at the last second at your local Circle K or wherever you find your scratchers from the Arizona Lottery. Uh, at you know, If you're a procrastinator like myself, go ahead and do that last second. Scratchers is for everyone on your list. Just one buck. Prize, top prizes up to 500000 bucks. Go out, buy your Holiday Scratchers today from Arizona Lottery. Bro, I'm trying to pull up profootballfocus.com. The site is loading awfully slow. So in the meantime, would you mind reading some of these super chats for your boy? Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, we've got some more th- from our friend of Milwaukee Braves, 1999 super so chat. Thank you, my guy. With Murray, everyone acts like he hasn't shown he can't win. He's coming off an injury. Let's relax. Can't keep drafting a quarterback. The organization already has dysfunctional vibe. Drafting a QB again, it's just going to add fuel to the fire. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. And like with the, with, in, with the qualifier that we still need to see something from Murray between now and the end of the season. I know that it's that's a tough ask given as we've gone through the remaining schedule. Pick and spreads. Johnny talking QB height. LOL. Don't worry. I'm 5'8". Got a couple short kings between Johnny and pick and spreads. Thanks for the 199 super chat. I got our guy, Topic 64, so knowledgeable. Jared Verse from Florida State, the edge, is an absolute animal. Wow, probably surprised to see him slip into 17. He's a guy that's been anywhere from top five pick, top 10 pick, to between 10 to 20. The Cardinals can get a player of that caliber. He, he's could He's got war daddy potential. And then we've got, uh, is it? Mike Kafka or Mike Kafka, uh, $2 super chat. What about edge Latu from UCLA? Yeah. I mean, he's one of the top edges in this draft. We previewed him on our draft show. If you haven't seen it yet, dropped last Thursday, you can find it here on uh PHNX sports YouTube page. Mike Kafka getting head coaching interviews this uh, off season. Uh-huh. Is he the next, next great quarterback guru or will he be <laughs> fired? Uh, I think there's a good chance of the latter. Uh, I'm going to share my screen here. Okay. Uh, ignore my browsing history, uh, if you'd be so inclined. But check out the PFF Mock Draft Simulator. Arizona Cardinals picking at second overall, but we've got the Chicago Bears on the clock. We're going to start this draft. You know the drill. Oh, my goodness. How about this? Drake May, in a shocking development, goes first overall to Chicago. And what can only be described as a complete and utter disaster is Caleb Williams likely forcing his way out of Chicago. So what do you do now, Bull Brock? Do you, do you call up new England? Do you call up Washington? What's going on here with Caleb Williams? Do you make him available? Well, it's the dilemma, right? You, you obviously could take advantage of some quarterback hungry teams that are going to want, they'll pay a premium for Caleb Williams and but you don't want to get at a striking distance for Marvin Harrison Jr. So you got to kind of weigh your risks here and just see, you know, is New England one of the teams that would be willing to trade up? I would think just to secure a player of the caliber of Caleb Williams. Can we can we pull off this deal just to move down one spot? 
We'll do one spot. Now, we, we'd have to force the trade at this point. It doesn't look like New England's interested. Okay. So here we've done Marvin a lot. Should we do some some should we diversify no, this, our mock this is the right bit? decision in my opinion i'm, I'm not just going to do it for funsies like hey let's trade down <laughs> from a generational prospect what was that still, word funsies just for funsies yeah i don't want to just mess up the cardinals future just because we want to get a hall of picks and we miss out on a generational type wide receiver let's just stick and pick and take marvin two here yeah i can't i can't get future ones in 2026 good hell that's a long way away uh okay so we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna get out of this trade. We're gonna yeah. draft a player. I don't know what I'm doing. All right, drafting Marvin, Caleb Williams falling in, inexplicably to to pick three. That'd do something <laughs> to that kid's ego, wouldn't it? Hey, you're actually the third pick, not the first pick. Um, Cardinals now picking 17 for some context. Our boy Newton goes unfortunately to the Rams. That's that's scary. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, Jared Verse going 13 to the Green Bay Packers. Dallas Turner Kool Aid. Uh, J.C. Latham, one of the top tackles, goes off the board. Keon Coleman. So now I think you're in a position where I'm I'm trying to trade down right now. I don't like this at all. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, you can look at who's available interior defensive line. You can look at edge. You, look, you can look at cornerback. And they've got is it Wiggins from Clemson that's up there. But I don't know if it's mm-hmm. worthy of that selection there. Um, so yeah, we'll see see what's available. What do we got? Who I'm wants tell to you right now? Deal? New Orleans is a bad franchise right now. Would you be willing to 1750 no one next year and no. they're two? No, they're no. not going to do that. Well, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't trade all the way down to 50. I mean, you're going down what is that? 33 spots in this draft? You wouldn't love having two ones again. I guess you've lost your your yeah, never mind. That's not that's not smart, Johnny. Cleveland picked their next pick. Loomis five. off the phone. Who do we got? Cleveland's on the phone. Nobody's giving you a one for this year. So I don't okay. know if a trade down's an option. I'm out. Let's look at defensive line. Let's look at edge. Let's look at tackle. Let's look at corner. All right. Leonard Taylor. I love Chris He's Jenkins. Sec- That's a little rich. He's a second round uh talent. I mean, this I don't you know. Kids from Oregon State. Morgan you got State. Mims from Georgia. Is it's a bit rich. I got a phone call from our general manager today telling me not to besmirch one Jordan Morgan out of uh, Tucson. Okay. That's uh, probably a little too rich for him, too. What about interior offensive line? Maybe get the best guard available? Nah. Not available. And then cornerback, obviously. I, I'm I'm scared of LSU defenders in the first round for obvious reasons. So uh, I'm, I'm going to let you pull the trigger here. Yeah. Let's go with the... Let's go with the corner, even though we're skeptical on him. I think that oh, it's a premium well, I position. Like that at all. Oh. Why? What do we know about this kid? Is he we big? We know what Jonathan Gannon would probably love it. He destroyed Drake May. I like that. <laughs> Six two one eighty five. All right. Uh, I think you're Gannon getting a bit of a. Him, I'll, do I'll I see up. somebody coming around on on the Clemson corner? No, but uh, that that was a disaster situation. No trade down option. No line of scrimmage player. Yeah. Uh and this is this isn't looking too much better. We're we're rotating QB wide receiver. I, I mean, I like receiver. Arnold out of out of Bama, but you just went corner. I don't know. I mean, I know that you've got room to to go uh to add another corner in the draft. I don't know if you go uh back to back. Yeah, I mean this this wouldn't be a bad commanders want to come up, potentially get their quarterback of the future. What if we did this? 36, 34, 
They're not interested in 37. What about you can you know, interested in, what what the hell are they doing then? Compensatory pick, pick 100. You flip uh this for two spots. You down to do that, Bill Brock? Let's do it. Offer trade. Commanders accepted, baby. Wheeling and dealing an additional third. I'm and be uh, still in a good position. How about this tackle from Washington? Yeah, not bad. Tackle? Yeah, what's not, his size? That? I, I would imagine he's not You just want to go sight unseen? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, six, four, three. Hey, listen, if you can play interior, that, I have not, no problem I, with that. I think you can wait in the, at the tack, for the tackle spot. What if this guy kid can play guard? I, I What are you trying to force here? I'm not I want to continue to look at the defensive line. Okay. Um, I want to look at edge. I like Chris Jenkins a lot. Um, yeah. And he's going to be gone. I don't think this is an overdraft. Did you watch him dominate? Ohio State. I'm gonna. I'm drafting this kid. I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> I, I just think that's a very high floor pick, in my opinion. All right, we're at pick 66 now, Bo Brock. You double down on a little defensive line action. Yeah, Man, Wingo these, from these LSU, these not bad. These QBs are falling. These QBs are they're having a a, a rude awakening. He's a little undersized. Yeah, but they run a, a little Dante Stills in on there. You got Tavondre Sweat from Texas down there. You got Jeremiah Trotter Jr., who's an off-ball linebacker. I I I don't hate just going chalk and taking another defense. Their defense line is so bad. Yeah, I I think that's the play. All right, we're back now. Pick seventy-four. A lot of the same cast of characters available. You I think you that's think when you start to look here? at maybe running back at this point? Ooh, that's a little saucy. All right, Donovan <laughs> Edwards, who had a banner game against Ohio State. You think he's too small, though? No, I like Edwards actually more than Quorum. Like, I know Quorum's got big play, explosive play ability, but he's gone. But I think Edwards has better size, more potential to be maybe like an every down guy. Um, Donovan Edwards dash football player. That's how I grade him. I have no problem <laughs> with this pick. I, I love Bucky Irving from Oregon. He's he's a little bit smaller, and I like Trayvon Henderson from Ohio State and Braylon Allen from Wisconsin. If, if Donovan's going to be available, pick eighty-one. Yeah, but what do you like instead? I, mm, I don't like this. I can tell you that that poor JJ's going to be waiting <laughs> a while. Um, do you add to your tight end group and take a tight yeah. end? Do you add to your safety group? Maybe what take about the corner? what about the corner from Auburn out of the SEC, DJ James? Just go a uh, couple big time. Yeah, he's he's got good tape. He's big. Uh, yeah, I think this is better value because I think Donovan. I'm I'm okay taking best available running back at pick 81. All right, so let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's cornerback rooms gotten a lot better. And then okay, let's see what we've got here. We're gonna roll the dice. Is he available? Yes. Our our gamble paid off, Bull Brock. We get the next franchise running back, Donovan Edwards. Couple. Hey, I don't have a problem taking another a couple pick? winners. How about this right here? I like this. I like what I'm seeing here. Look at that. Look at that grade, baby. Cedric Van Pran, 6'4", 310. Play a little guard until he's ready to take over for Yelda Froldholt. Is this good? 881, 972, 759. A three-year starter for a championship team, Bo? Not too bad, man. Let's pull the trigger. Cedric with an S is a wild move. It is. It is a little gutsy to pull that off. I would have been fired. Cedric Von Prahn. 
that's that's an elite elite name. I'm going to predict that we're going to get low scores for the Chris Jenkins thing, but I like it. He's going to be he's going to be a good player. All right, you're right. C minus. Oh my goodness, they they're an, they're anti Harbaugh. PFF yeah. on the record, they think Jim Harbaugh cheated, and they're reflecting that in our mock drafts grades. But uh, they love Nate Wiggins. I didn't love that, uh, and they. How can you not like our trade of moving back two spots and getting a third rounder? Good hell. Uh, this is exactly what this franchise needs, Bo. You look at the team they're going to field on Sunday. You look at this. Um, do, you, do you like seven starters potentially? Because I'm going to tell you right now, all these guys are playing year one. They may not be instant starters. I'm going to say half of them are going to win jobs in training camp. These are all guys that are going to produce in 2024. Cedric Von Prahn, probably not a starter year one. Like seven's a reach, but he he sounds like a Bond villain, Cedric Von Prahn. He, he looks like he's he's in a chair and he's petting a cat as he, he tries to dominate the world. And if he dominates, he's dominated in the SEC. I'm in for that. I mean, look at this. Ohio State, Clemson, Michigan, LSU, Auburn's down. Michigan, and then and then Georgia. You, you get a guy at a, at a position of need in the future in Von Prahn with championship experience, and it's played on some big boy offensive lines. I love it. I, I love this draft because outside of Marvin Harrison Jr., it's a pretty meat and potatoes. It, it's investing Which in is the what trenches, they need again. And it's investing in premium positions outside of Donovan Edwards and Marvin Harrison Jr. Listen, I it's meat and potatoes. Donovan Edwards jerseys will be all over the valley in about six to twelve months after that goes down. I mean, that that little guy will light up State Farm Stadium and that'll be a nice and I like I like Irving too from Oregon, who's I believe still on the board there. So you have some options. And again, even the kid from Auburn, like you know that kid was a five-star recruit at some point. He's got the talent. You see it. He's just a, a byproduct of uh, bad surroundings. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, a good surrounding, the best surrounding, is our friends at Circle K, the inner circle. It's America's thirst stop. New free membership program. Save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. Save three cents per gallon every single day. Get every six free selection on Circle K products, pizza, coffee, ice-cold fountain drinks, and more. Join the inner circle now for free. Download the Circle K app. I've got to use its fantastic terms and conditions. Apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for more details. Circle K, it's elite. So is our friends over at Desert Financial. Johnny's got the Desert Financial, Arizona Cardinals debit card. Don't do it. Don't do it. Save yourself from being uh, getting defrauded here, but uh, you'll never do that. With Desert Financial, it's the official credit union of the Arizona Cardinals, and for more, more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union dedicated to creating exceptional experiences, giving back to the community, providing financial solutions that make lives better. I mean, Johnny even said as soon as he got to town, he was looking for all of that and he got more from our friends over desert financial, look into desert financial for checking savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. Uh, my, I'm going to get over there, probably get my kid set up with a banking account, get him started. Of course, he's not going to have access to it for a while, but uh, Johnny, you probably inter- venturing into that territory with your young son. Maybe get him a teach him about you know of finances. The, yeah, the value of saving, investing, <laughs> right? The value of a dollar, absolutely. Especially, there's no better time than around the holiday season. That's right. Do it with our friends that you trust. Desert Financial. Show your team spirit. Open that free 
checking account online. Get Arizona Cardinals Visa debit card. Go to desertfinancial.com slash Cardinals to get started. Check us out at gophnx.com. Become a diehard. I hope you guys got the savings during our Black Friday extravaganza. If, if you miss out, that's okay. Become a diehard. Pick up a free hat and or shirt every single year. It's not a one-off. Every time you're a diehard, your membership kicks in. Boom. Free piece of merch. In the meantime, check out our guy Howard Balzer. He's going to join us hopefully Friday on our Shebang Big Preview Show ahead of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Arizona Cardinals away game. And then, of course, as we mentioned at BetMGM Watch Party this Sunday, my my favorite people in the world, myself, Bo Brock, Damon Dog, producer extraordinaire. Hopefully we can get Emma, Leah, Shane, the whole gang out there. We want to see you out there. BetMGM, the great lawn at State Farm Stadium. In the meantime, like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. He's Bo Brock. I'm Johnny. See you Friday.